3: SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Pharrell has taken over.
5: Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast, stakes, chicks, stacks. You and I are gonna make a lot of money. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Carver, High. I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention, is it not uh, Marenci's birthday today? I think it might very well be. I is that be right? Uh, very possible.
6: We might have to check. Uh, we'll have to get some double checking on that. But that could be very true. I know we were, we're right in that range. Uh, it doesn't take long to find out. I'm sure maybe somebody on social media uh, has posted about it. Indeed, it is today. There you go. Uh, yes, it is Marenzi's birthday.
5: Happy today. birthday to the rager.
6: The Ra- that's right. Uh, great stuff. Uh, of course, Gabe will be coming up uh, after us. Game time decisions in an hour uh, here on the grid for a birthday bash uh, with the prime minister. Can't wait. Sweet. Uh, we have preseason NFL tonight, Scotty. I also got flustered because I was reading this story. Uh, I guess wherever the Saints uh, do their training camp down in New Orleans, allegedly uh, some people spotted uh, Zion Williamson working out uh, wherever the Saints were doing. And he was actually running, like, full speed, uh, getting ready for next season. Zion doing work uh, over by Saints training camp. Whatever, whatever. This guy, I mean, (laughs) he plays
5: less than Greg Oden.
6: (laughs) Amazing it is. Uh, We have games tonight. Uh, as the first real week of the NFL preseason starts, one of those games is in Seattle, uh, the Vikings and the Seahawks. That is the second game, the late night one. Let's hear from Pete Carroll, Scott. I don't think we've checked in with him yet uh, here in training camp. Uh, very excited uh, to see his guys with some preseason action tonight.
4: What are you looking for most in preseason
6: game number
5: one? running and hitting see so get these guys out there. really really get the, his the full hat's speed stuff. this head's bigger than his is, body we, we want these preseason <laughs> games to give us the chance to make sure that we're at that uh that mentality and technical side of the, what we need to do we'll find out how you know what we need to work on and all but we got three full weeks to do this and uh you know almost 200 plays to, to get it done so that's what the preseason games are really important to us yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, you yeah, want a dangerous not. way to make a living. Start betting on NFL preseason games. Christ. You ain't kidding. Honestly. Uh,
6: like, I, I know I've been saying this, and I, I can't do it. I just can't. No way. Like, I just, I, I can't bring myself to it. I, I mean, I can, I'm still holding myself over the golf. Like, I got two weeks right. until Notre Dame Navy. I can, I can get there. I don't need right. to get myself involved. Uh, with I hit stuff. the
5: Browns, and I feel like I should just quit for the season.
6: <laughs> this is what I have going for you tonight. Uh, I'm sure you are going to be involved. The Texans are at Foxborough against the Pats. It's Texans minus three 3-1⁄2. They're going to start C.J. Stroud tonight, 36 and a half. In fact, up to date, as of this second, 37 and a half is the total uh, in that first game. In the second game, the Vikings end. Pete Carroll Seahawks. It is still minus three and a half for Seattle. Uh, 35 flat is still the total there.
5: So, uh, do the Patriots throw preseason games? Because if they don't, I'll take uh, them at plus 140.
6: I saw, I. it looks like it's going to be a, uh, at least at the start, maybe for a quarter, a Bailey Zappi uh, production tonight. I uh, like him. Patriots. I don't have a problem with yeah. him. Yeah, so... It, this is, it's the hard thing, and we know this. You don't know who's playing. You don't know how long they're going to play for. And you don't know if a coach cares or not. And then in the second half, he's just running the ball to get the hell out of there. That's the hardest the, part. Uh, about I'll take the Betonies under in the second
5: game. game Minnesota-Seattle, I'll take that, the under in that nah. one, too.
6: If I was going to play any of these preseason games, I wouldn't take anything except the under. It's the only thing that I would feel good about, uh, knowing that some of these coaches just put it in the can. Uh, and want to go home without anybody getting hurt, and nobody that matters plays because, as we always say, nobody who ma- you can 't keep them in bubble wrap uh, until week one of the regular season. Nobody should if you, be make, mo- these games. If you make
5: money you 're not playing
6: correct that 's how it should be. If you make over a certain amount you 're not allowed to play in preseason games. Uh, we do welcome in our radio affiliates coast to coast on a Thursday. Good to have everybody with us, all of them. Uh, great to have the radio affiliates uh, here 's tomorrow night 's schedule. Giants are in Detroit against the Lions. The Steelers heading to Tampa. Baker Mayfield going to start for the Bucs. You also have the Packers and the Bengals. Uh, Another game for you. Four and a half the number there tomorrow night.
5: Well, you know there's not going to be any Joey Silk, so I'm willing to roll with uh, your boy Love in the pack. The Steelers are going to trounce the Buccaneers. They're going to win the Super Bowl. And uh, yes. I, I, I don't even remember the first game that was up there. Uh, these are the rest <laughs> of the games. Just keep going. I don't Giants. care what the first game Giants. was.
6: This is the last I got for you for tomorrow night. Uh, Falcons, Dolphins in Miami, the Commanders, and the Browns uh, in Cleveland, and the Broncos and the Cardinals late night in Arizona with the five and a half for Denver.
5: Denver, Cleveland, and I'll go upset Falcons because – Everyone thinks the Saints have it in the bag this year, and you and I are riding the Falconies.
6: We are uh, riding the Falconies. That's exactly uh, where we want to be. Uh, best and worst preseason coaches against the spread, Scotty. The best and the worst. Uh, we might not have time for that right now. We might have to do that when we come back. Harbaugh, of course, is the best. There it is. Harbaugh, Sean McDermott. Pete Carroll and Frank Reich, uh, good against the spread. LaFleur Peterson, Dennis Allen, and Andy Reid, uh, the worst against the spread uh, in the preseason.
5: Okay, so give me Seattle tonight, then. (laughs) If Carroll's so good, I'll take the (laughs) under and lay it with Seattle.
6: I got uh, more football for you uh, when we come back.
5: I like more football.
0: the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all
7: live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McKrispie Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
5: All right, uh, we continue on with the NFL Pain Day Skinny we have, including you're telling me uh, quite the scene uh, with our boy Doctor Chivago.
6: Yes, uh, we are going to get to that uh, momentarily. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers uh, and the Jets. Of course, they're the—I mean, they're the talk of the NFL. Hard knocks, uh, hard knocks. It's not hard knocks training camp with the New York Jets. It should be called Hard knocks training camp with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, We're going to change the name uh, to the show because that's basically all that they did uh, in that first episode the other night, is just follow Rodgers around uh, and get all of his insights on everything. But yesterday was actually the first day, Scotty, where maybe there's a little frustration from Rodgers being with the Jets. They had a joint practice with the Carolina Panthers. Apparently the offensive line wasn't really holding their own against Carolina. Uh, Here's Rodgers afterwards.
4: Yeah, I thought we were pretty good. I thought we uh, didn't maybe have the same type of energy for whatever reason to uh, start practice. But I thought there were some good things, a lot of learning uh, yeah, learning tape out there. But I thought you know, it was good to be out there against a different defense. I thought we handled the uh, front uh, pretty well in run game, pass game. There were some issues.
5: <laughs> there were some issues. In other words, if he has to run for his life and get beat up, uh, the Jets aren't going to do anything this year. It's real simple. You either keep that man up or they're going down the drain like they always do.
6: Uh, all of this talk and all of this hype, like you said, means nothing. Um, if he's got guys chasing after him the whole day, uh, that's going to be a problem because you saw what happened with that last year. Packers didn't protect well for him when he had to throw the football and he made mistakes, uh, a couple of mistakes uh, that cost them games. So yeah. uh, something to keep an eye on because thats I-, I think that's one of the – now We always talk about each team has maybe weak links like you were talking about with the Steelers earlier. It's hard for teams to have every single level of their football team at a, at a high caliber level. And I think if you're looking at the Jets, I think one of those things that's on that maybe not up to par with everything else is their offensive line. And that maybe ain't so great with a 40-year-old quarterback. Uh, is to not have your offensive line completely. Listen, enough, so. if you don't
5: have everything figured out up front on both sides of the ball, you are screwed before it even starts.
6: Yep, no question. Uh, let's go to the Ramsey stuff now. So uh, there's been some back and forth on Twitter uh, the last couple days between Jalen Ramsey and our guy, uh, Dr. Zhivago. Uh of course, Dr. Chow, Has been getting involved. Uh, So, obviously, the doc, I mean, we talked to the doc during football season. We know the deal. I mean, the doc breaks it down about these injuries, how long guys are going to be out, what the prognosis. So he put out, I guess, uh, his thoughts about where Jalen Ramsey would be uh, when he comes back from this injury. I guess Jalen Ramsey saw it and and didn't like it, Scotty, because he started tweeting back at, at doc, and they started going back and forth. Uh, so yesterday the media wanted to get uh, Mike McDaniel's thoughts on the Dr. Chow, Jalen Ramsey uh, social media battle. Here we go.
4: Jalen Ramsey and Dr. David Chow, formerly of the Chargers, had a back and forth about Jalen, and I think the quote was, it's a, basically a tall task to ask Jalen Ramsey to ever be Jalen Ramsey again after that surgery. I wanted to get your reaction. If, I guess is the assumption when he, whenever he does return, he'll be back to the player he was
7: i mean like, i uh huh I would hesitate to boldly tell Jalen Ramsey what he's gonna be um i I don't think that's in his mind at all um i don't have a have a pro, in my profession or my job I don't have the time to look at x um but like. You know, I'm also, you know, I I got bigger fish to fry. Okay, well, listen,
5: first of all, uh, you know, Dr. Chow has spent decades in the NFL as a team doctor, and now uh, he is at the top of his game in terms of injuries, talking about player uh, problems with, you know, whatever it is. Uh, He's on our network, and he's good at his job. That's just all there is to it. I don't deny that uh, Jalen Ramsey is a spectacular athlete, okay? And we'll see. I I think he wants to come back early. He's already said, I'm not coming back in December. So you want to come back early from that surgery. I think Dr. Chow might very well be right. And I'm not going to listen to a football coach over a guy that operates on knees for a living, Uh, Dr. Chow has operated on thousands and thousands of knees. And uh, McDaniel's a football coach. Now, everyone has him out to be the latest genius uh, among football coaches. And I got to tell you, I have a hard time swallowing the whole football coaches and genius paradigm. I can't have the whole, like, you know, I don't really follow the football coaches or geniuses plan. In life. Uh, Football coaches are football coaches. There are great coaches, and there are average coaches, and there are bad coaches. And, uh, I don't know, the only guy that I think is a great coach in that league, right now, basically, has been Belichick and Reed. Great coaches. I mean, great. You can't argue with it. Uh, Don't waste your time arguing with that. But there are a whole lot of average and bad coaches. And, I don't think Mike's had his diapers on very long to start giving me advice about knee surgeries. Thanks so much. Stick to the, you know, the tablet and your play calling. You know, that's what you do for a living. I'll listen to the guy that operates on millions of knees over you every day and six ways till Sunday and twice on Sundays. Thank you very much. Send that clip to Dr. Chow.
6: Sounds like uh, the doc. Uh, this after all the back and forth, eventually him and Ramsey uh, got together with a little kumbaya. It sounds like Scotty at the end. Eventually, I don't like that. Uh, if you're gonna together together go at, at it table. and
5: fight with someone, you can't come out the other end friends. <laughs> if I eliminate you from the sheet, you are off the sheet. <laughs>
6: Uh, one other Dolphin injury, uh, Jalen Waddell left practice yesterday, injury to his midsection. Another guy you can't have hurt uh, on the Miami Dolphins is Jalen Waddell. Uh, you need him out there with Tyreek Hill uh, once the season starts. A lot he's of injuries great receiver to too. That team around. No doubt. Uh, let's go to John Harbaugh. Of course, he is the king of the preseason. We know that he's won 23 straight preseason games. He's got a new wide receiver, probably the best one uh, that Lamar Jackson's ever had. The problem is, He's coming off another knee surgery, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. Here's Harbaugh talking about him. He's, he's right on right on schedule. I, no, not really. I mean, I, I feel like he he's just kind of pushing himself as he feels fit, and it's pretty much been almost full steam ahead. You know, uh, last couple of days has been his you know most work, and he's probably had his best days.
3: So no, I think he's right on schedule, and he's just a worker. He likes football. He likes being around the guys. No different than the other guys. He's into it, you know, and you appreciate that.
5: Listen, I I don't deny how uh, talented he is. I just absolutely will never absorb that he's had multiple knee reconstructions and that he's ever going to last. I just don't buy it. I never will. I do not believe in Odell Beckham's knees. Thanks so much.
6: Uh, Ravens don't play until Saturday. Uh, They play the Eagles, Scotty, and they're laying six Harbaugh is 38-16-1 against the spread. That's 70% uh, in his NFL career. Minus six uh, against the Eagles on Saturday. Where's that game? That game, uh, I believe, is in Baltimore. But I will get you the exact location for it momentarily here. That game is in Baltimore. That's why not- I mean,
5: then they'll Saturday do it night. again. That's all they do is win. So they'll do it again. Will they cover the nut? I don't know.
6: They also activated Rashad Bateman from the Pup List. They expect J.K. Dobbins on the field soon. They even had Jadavion Clowney uh, in the building earlier this week uh, to maybe Uh, sign with him.
5: Listen, Clowney's played on every team in the league, and he's also played on 12 baseball teams. I can't keep (laughs) track of this guy's (laughs) movement, honestly.
3: He's he's
6: been around a a lot uh, the last few years. (laughs)
0: the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with
7: Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Everybody
1: in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispie Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
5: One of our main college football guys is Matt Mercel from the Orlando Sentinel, and it's good to see him, Matt. I, I want to start with. I, I was talking to Tony Pike uh, earlier about Cincinnati and being in the Big Twelve, and that they open with Oklahoma in the Queen City. I want to. I mean, while I'm, you know, on it already, I want to get your thoughts on how they'll do in the Big Twelve and how. Your boys from uh, Central Florida are going to do. Uh, what's your thoughts on how they'll do, and how things have played out with adding uh, the Arizona schools and Utah as well, and what the conference looks like today, and how the newcomers are going to uh, do at the dinner table?
4: Well, I, I think things look really well for the, for the newcomers. You think about like a school like UCF and Cincinnati. You know, they arrive in the Big Twelve they're happy and ecstatic to be there to get up to the big boy table in the power five. And then all of a sudden your conference gets a lot stronger by adding, you know, uh, four PAC 12 schools, which will also provide a boost. I'm sure in the, in the media rights deal at some point down the road, Uh, you look at the competition level as well. And, and it looks all great. And you're, you're thinking to yourself, we're, we're glad to be here. If this had happened two years later, there was no guarantee that any of these schools may have gotten in there. BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, UCF. They may not even had a chance to get into the Big 12. But now they're there, and now they're going to be able to take advantage of this. And I think both those schools you know, will, will do pretty well. I think UCF's going to be the best of the four newcomers coming in this year. They've got a little bit more depth, a little bit more experience coming in. And I think Gus Malzahn is a guy who's obviously has experience from the SEC, and he's going to be able to bring that with his team and, and get them kind of prepared and set to go out and, and face a, a schedule that's going to be pretty pretty difficult at times when you look at the, the road contest that they're going to face. So when uh, I watched
5: the Manziel doc on Johnny Football, and they talked about A&M going to the SEC, uh, when they first embarked on that adventure uh, and what he did for them and what that did for that school uh, and the money that filled their coffers uh, like tripled, uh, it was outrageous. They were building new stadiums. Like, you know, they did a renovation on their stadium that made it a hundred thousand plus seats. Uh, everything about that kid changed that football program. It's funny because, He, I think when he was there, let's face facts, he won the Heisman, and they have never been that high. Even with Jimbo Fisher, they were never that high. They're not now, and they haven't been since then. How crazy is that?
4: Yeah, when you think about Johnny Manziel and the impact he had on that, that school, I mean, he really kind of put Texas A&M, even though they're an established program, he really kind of brought them centerfold when you look at what they did with the SEC. I mean, they went out there, you think about that game against Alabama and how we performed there, and, you know, goes on to win the Heisman Trophy. And, you know, I think people were just enamored with this idea of of, of Johnny Manziel and what he was able to do there. And, you know, A&M was able to, to, to kind of take that success and and, and use it to kind of obviously get more donations from their boosters, get more recruiting, really kind of uh, you know kind of boost what they were trying to do. but after he left it never really carried over you know they never were able to have the type of success. They brought in Jimbo Fisher, they got rid of Kevin Sumlin and brought in Jimbo Fisher. they thought Jimbo Fisher would be the guy maybe he could bring them to that point you know he had success at Florida State. Jimbo hasn't been able to do that. he's got a big bloated contract that never really kind of paid panned out as well and now they're looking around you're wondering, how long is Jimbo Fisher actually going to be there now? You know, if they struggle again this year, you got Texas and, and Oklahoma coming in. You know, you know maybe down the road maybe there'll be some other schools. If you're if you're Texas A&M, you are if you are texas a m you can not sit around and wait. You got to continue to have success. You don't want to be a six and six program year in and year out in the SEC. You want to go out there and try to find a little bit of success, especially now when you look at Alabama, Nick Saban's. You know, even though he's he's, he's in his seventies, at some point Nick's probably going to walk away. You've got to find a way to get this program back, and they just haven't found that kind of magic that they had when Johnny Manziel was there several years ago. Do you think he'll ever, Fisher, get another huge job and
5: huge contract like he had at uh, Tallahassee? And then, I mean, he threefolded that at at A&M. He has not uh, lived up to that deal at uh, College Station as far as I'm concerned. Do you feel that way?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that Jimbo Fisher was known for was developing quarterbacks. He was known for bringing in a quarterback and turning him look what he did even though Jameis you know Jameis Winston went on to have success you know at Florida state, Jimbo never was able to do that at, at texas a and m the quarterbacks that came in either fizzled out or only lasted a couple of years and transferred out. So he needs to find success. You know how it's serious now because Jim was actually turning the reins of, of, of the play calling over to Bobby Petrino, of all people, to run the offense at Texas A&M. So Jimbo realizes this is one of those types, he's got to find success soon. They've got to get on the winning ways over the next couple seasons or else he's probably going to be out the door. And I don't think there's going to be many big programs that are going to be interested in getting him. Maybe they will because of his name, you know, what he's done in the past. But I, I think the last couple of years have not really done him really well.
5: So let's talk about the ACC. I want to know why did they, uh, you know, immediately have to be like everybody else? Like, uh, you know, frankly, for me, there was nothing wrong with it. Uh, FSU started crying. Uh, not really anyone else was crying. I don't have a problem with the conference at all. I think it's a really good conference and certainly in basketball and in football. I, I, I absolutely thought it was fine. And, I, you know, seeing Duke what they did, Wake what they did, turning around their fortunes and coaches making all kinds of money. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But all of a sudden, all these conferences start crumbling and shifting and making power plays. And then they had to start, frankly, talking to Cal and Stanford. I mean, honestly, that's like Nebraska fitting in the Big Ten. I got to tell you, that piece of the puzzle does not fit in the jigsaw. I have no reason whatsoever to understand in any uh, capacity why would Cal and Stanford fit in the ACC. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you put those two in the conference, it ruins the conference.
4: Yeah, I mean, and I think you know you're right. The ACC is looking around; they're trying to figure out a way. How can we get more money? How can we get more from media rights deal from our from our partner ESPN? And they figure, well, listen, we got these these schools now that are kind of you know on their own island, you know, misfit toys of Stanford and Cal. And they figure, why don't we go out and get those two? They're good programs in the sense of you know they they bring. High academic standards and you know they do have some success on, on, on the field. So why don't we bring those schools in and maybe and we'll even maybe add an SMU and that'll help bring us enough money that maybe that'll stop. Um. Them. Well, I, I don't think that's the case. That's not going to help. FSU's not going to all of a sudden go, you're right, those, those three schools are going to help us out and we're going to have enough money and we're going to quit complaining. No, I, I just think this is just a way of them looking around and thinking, how can we grab at these schools something to maybe try to make more money to make everyone happy? At this point, you're not going to make Florida State happy. You're not going to make maybe a Clemson happy. You're not going to make some of these other schools that are kind of whining about the money situation. It's just not going to work. I, I think the travel's too much, and it honestly just doesn't fit the, the kind of profile you're trying to do. I think it's too out there, and I think it's, it's not worth going forward with.
5: Like, I've heard about Stanford being independent. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. I do not think Cal is worthy of that. I think Cal is basically, in my view, uh, a Mountain West school. I think they should fix that conference and add Cal and leave Stanford out of it. Stanford is, I know they're both higher education spots. I know all about Berkeley. I live there. I know all about Palo Alto. I know all about how great it is, what happens to you if you go to college there. But Stanford has a way better football program in the history than Cal has ever had. Cal's never done anything, ever. I mean, that's just all there is to it. I mean, they're still showing that band play uh, like it matters. No one gives a rat's ass about that. Do you agree that they should let Stanford go independent, don't go to the ACC, and put that crappy Cal team in the Mountain West? There's nothing wrong with the Mountain West Conference. I think it's a good conference conference. I have I, basketball and football. I have no problem with at all. People just can't be satisfied with anything anymore.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, listen, if the ACC deal doesn't work through, and I think it looks like that's going to be the case, I think the Mountain West means the, the best option for all those remaining schools. Now, whether Stanford wants to go independent and, and still find its way, I mean, listen, I think there's enough donors there. I think there's enough boosters there that they could help that school remain independent and not have any major issues. But I think everyone else should go to the Mountain West. I mean, Oregon State, Washington State, why not join the Mountain West? Like you said, I think it's a good conference. I think they've done some really good things. I think you bring those schools in there, and I think that gives the, that conference a boost, not just in football, but basketball and some other other sports. And, I mean, I think it makes a lot more sense than the ACC or the American Athletic Conference trying to add those schools just for the sake, of, again, of adding, you know, names uh, with the idea maybe that's going to boost some sort of some revenue. I, I just think it's better to kind of stay in that region and maybe kind of help the, you know, kind of keep your your schools afloat and your athletic departments afloat rather than have to force your, your student athletes to go all crazy across country in some ridiculous conference.
5: I have still a great affinity for college sports. I love college basketball. I love college football like like no other. I mean, I, I go crazy for it. I think it's fantastic. But I do think that they have ruined college football this summer. Uh, and frankly, last year with the Oklahoma-Texas move. I think all of this reshuffling of conferences and changing of the guard in conferences has ruined college football. And frankly, the NIL on top of it is, is just the icing of the cake. I, I think they've ruined college football. I think college football games will still be great. I think these conferences are an abortion.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, I I thought, you know, maybe the first early rounds of realignment and stuff with, you know, Big 12 adding the four schools and, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, the SEC, that didn't bother me as much. But when you look at what happened last week, I mean, that was all about money grab. That was all money grabs. And it's really sad to see, you know, the Pac-12 had a big history, made lots of money, did all sorts of things. I'm sad to see that go.
5: Yeah, I am mad. Sorry to cut you off. I love you. We'll catch up again real soon, buddy. Good
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice but what about this one that's the sound of all the sports you love all at once starting at 40 dollars a month experience it all
7: live with sling sling at amica insurance we know it's more than just a car
5: Bet MGM's uh, no-run uh, first-inning Fridays are becoming very popular. Everybody's doing it. They just won't admit it. How do you get in on it? Opt into the promotion. Place a no-run first-inning bet on any MLB game. Bet no on the, will there be a run in the first-inning market? If your bet loses but only one run is scored during the first inning, you're going to get a bonus bet back, equaling your stake up to 50 bucks. The bonus bet will be reflected once the wager is settled, available only on Fridays. Check out the terms and conditions at betmgm.com before participating. A lot happening. We're still getting through some NFL skinny. I did just hear that more Iowa and Iowa State players, current and former, are being busted for the gambling investigation and will not be playing college football this season. And the ones that left, they're naming them too.
6: Yeah, uh, that's um – You had a feeling it was going to be more than those first uh, six or seven names that they put out there. You know, you just had a – because I think the lawyers for either a couple or one or all those kids were like, you know, that's it? Are you just singling these kids out? Uh, There was going to be more digging uh, into it. And sure enough, uh, they've brought more names to the table. Uh, Yes, NFL things for you. I got a little bit of everything before we get out of here. First, Anthony Richardson will start the Colts preseason opener. That is Saturday against the Bills. Uh, He's been working with the one, Scotty. We know there's work to be done with him, but uh, it seems like Anthony Richardson um, has a little bit of a leg up right now uh, in terms of maybe being the Colts starter uh, for week one this season, uh, at least so far with Gardner Minshew being his competition uh, there in Indianapolis. Baker will start for the Bucks in their first game. I heard Todd Bowles uh, a couple hours ago and he was start you know, it's typical Todd Bowles stuff. He was like speaking in riddles. You know, we kind of have an idea of who we want the guy, to, of who the guy is. Why don't you just cut to the chase, stop the nonsense, and just say that Baker's the quarterback so that he can work with the ones every day and not waste everyone's time with getting Kyle Trask in there when he's not going to be the starter. That's what Todd really should do.
5: Well, I think Baker will be the guy. I also know that I think Todd is a really good assistant coach. And Correct. I think he's a really terrible head coach. Uh,
6: I agree uh, wholeheartedly with that assessment. I think that that's probably the best way to say it. He is not uh, a very good head coach. Next, odds to win the MVP. I have got some odds to win the MVP for you here uh, right now. And who is at the top? Joey Silk, now 6-1. to one. Mahomes, plus 650. Allen, 750. Herbert and Hertz, 11-1. to one. Then Lamar Jackson, Tua, Trevor, Prescott, etc. But who's getting the most bets, Scotty? That would be Jalen Hurts uh, at eleven to one. Hurts is the guy who's getting the juice uh, at the window. There it is, right there uh, for everybody so far at BetMGM.
5: Well, I mean, I can see why he's a badass and uh, he does everything well. So uh, people can say whatever they want about it, but the fact of the matter is, the guy. Uh, was phenomenal last year and took him to the Super Bowl and they lost uh, to the best player in the league. And it's not him. Uh, Mahomes is still the king of the castle. And it is what it is. Uh, Burrow is interesting because he's always, uh, it would appear to me, in a Super Bowl or a title game, what he did to the Bills in Buffalo was uh, astonishing. He went up there in the snow and just said, you lose. Uh, so I think he's a badass, too. So for me, it's those three, Silk and Hurts and Mahomes. And, you know, one of the things is, is that I think that uh, Mahomes is everybody's favorite darling. I mean, it, this guy, he doesn't even have to take a snap, and he's already favored to win everything. Super Bowl, MVP, he's the uh, top-shelf status in the NFL. He's the number one rated player. He's everything. You know, 99, Madden, the whole deal, whatever that means. I don't play video games, but... I know how important it is to all the players to be rated on that. The reality is he's the one winning all the rings. So until someone knocks him off his perch, he's the MVP of the NFL. It's his time right now. I think, I think Burrow and Hertz are right there.
6: Uh, that truly is the only statistic that matters, right? Uh, the hardware, the rings. Hardware. Uh, that's what really it comes down to at the end of the day. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year updated for you. Bijan Robinson plus 250. But now that we know some of these rookie quarterbacks are going to be in the mix, Bryce Youngs plus 450, Richardson 7 to 1, CJ Stroud uh, up there as well, Scotty, at plus 850 uh, on the mix. So we're going to have a lot of quarterbacks possibly uh, starting week one in the NFL this year.
5: Well, I mean, I, frankly, I think they're going to learn the hard way. And it is what it is. Uh, they're going to go out, they're going to lose. And that's just all there is to it. Now, there might be one that sneaks through and does really well and stuns everyone. I might buy into uh, Young based on that team was a pain in the ass last year to deal with. They ran the ball great. They scored. They were in every game. Their defense was tough. And they just are a problem. And now they add this guy. With all of his talent, I think he might be the one that sneaks through. I do not believe uh, anything other than I think Richardson's a, a phenomenal athlete. But I think he is going to get his ass beat in Indy because I think that team stinks. And I do not believe that um, the turnaround in Houston uh, with you know a new coach and Ryan's is going to turn it around that fast. I don't buy it. I still think they're going to stink, and that's all there is to it. So I think only one rookie will stand out. I think it'll be young. Uh,
6: And I think that none of the quarterbacks will win because I think that B. John Robinson is going to be awesome in Atlanta, and I think that he will have that award wrapped up by Thanksgiving. Well, I hope so. 500 or more. Uh, I think he's going to be great in Atlanta. Well, they got him third on
5: the depth chart, so I hope they give him the ball because if all they're going to do is play all those old guys, I don't deny that uh, Patterson scores touchdowns, uh, but they got to play this kid. You didn't draft him to sit him, okay? This guy's a stud. you got to play him.
6: He's going to get burned. I don't care about those dopey uh, early August depth charts uh, that they. And and Arthur Smith's the type of guy who will do that just to screw with people. Uh, So I think that he'll get plenty of burn uh, once we get going because he loves to run it. Uh, Can you eat five thousand calories a day, like Joey Bosa? Are you uh, getting that kind of an intake uh, lately? uh, Try to
5: bulk up. I mean, I'm capable of it. I am capable Capable of it. it. I, I could eat all day every day. I can eat everything I see the seafood diet plan, I am in, uh, to eating, but I don't like the after effects of it. Like I feel like crap when I eat a lot and I'm fat and I'm, you know, like I hate when my daughter tells me I look like I'm having a baby, uh, stuff like that. I don't like all the fat (laughs) comments. So, uh, I don't want to eat that much. I try to watch at some level what I eat. I'll eat like protein bars or something at breakfast. I used to eat tons of cereal and stuff like that and bacon, egg sandwiches. I stopped that. And then at lunch, I have been known to have a sandwich, as you know. Uh, Everyone needs a sandwich. And then at dinner, I do eat too much. And then my biggest problem is after hours, like from 8 on, from 8 until bed, I'm a savage. Popcorn, goldfish, you got the alcohol going, beer. I mean, it is awful, my behavior, ice cream. The other day I'm playing basketball on a Sunday, on a Monday night run, seven thirty, 30 nine o'clock pouring rain. I can't even see. I'm driving. I am blind. I get a call in the car, get dairy queen. Don't even come home unless you bring it. Don't even come home and you know what to order. So get them all and get granny a strawberries on top of a vanilla too. Cause she's li- living here mooching off of me. I'm at, I'm, I'm in a pouring rain carrying like nine blizzards out the door and I eat like caramel. I got blizzards gone and then I made popcorn. I had like four Gatorades. I go to bed. I sound like a boat. I can hear my like stomach splashing. It's awful.
6: Um, Henry Ruggs got his sentence uh, yesterday in Nevada. That would be three to ten years. It's that's quite the gap, uh, but a minimum of three years for Henry Ruggs. Of course, the fatal DUI uh, where he was doing what was it? About a buck sixty? A buck fifty? Uh, he sadly killed that girl. So He'll do at least
5: five, I would think. He killed the woman. So you you yeah. start killing people, driving a buck and a half drunk. You're going to jail. I don't care who you are. I will never forget the day he caught that 80-yard bomb from Carr in Pittsburgh at the place the Steelers play. Honestly, I never thought I'd see that guy end up in Fed.
6: Did you see uh, pictures of the Northwestern coaches and the players uh, wearing the Cats Against the World t-shirts yesterday that had Pat Fitzgerald's uh, number 51 uh, on the shirts. Pretty stupid. Uh, Derek Gregg uh, put out a statement. He's, of course, the AD who should have also been fired. uh, Yes. Calling it tone deaf. The head coach, David Braun, uh, the interim head coach, said he didn't want to violate anyone's free speech. Uh, Scotty, by making them not. Worry. Hey, listen,
5: Dave, you're uh, you're doomed uh, in Evanston. So, congratulations on your new job. You're right, Greg should have been fired, and he needs he has lost control of everything. Uh, you know, you can do whatever you want to that guy right now. Sleep with his wife, do whatever you want. He has no control over anything. Your boy Greg has lost it. He's lost his mind, his power. No one respects him anymore in, in sports. Uh, I can't even fathom he still has a job.
6: That's going to be like uh, what we talked about the other day with the White Sox. When this football season ends in Evanston, that should be a complete strip-down. President, athletic director, entire new coaching staff. Yes. Everybody. uh, Clean sweep uh, in the Northwestern program. You're right. Uh, That's really what should go on at that place. Uh, You just talked about this with Matt. ACC allegedly had some momentum to adding Cal and Stanford. Uh, but there are five or six teams, I believe, that are against it. Uh, they need, I think, it's seventy-five percent, so they need twelve out of the fifteen uh, to say yes. They're not going to get that. Uh, Cal and Stanford aren't going to be there. Notre Dame was involved in this too because they're friends with, you know, Stanford. They play them every year, uh, but that's not going to happen, Scotty. There's roadblocks there.
5: I still can't believe Notre Dame plays in that conference and then they still act like they're independent Uh, you know I don't don't know who to trust
6: people right well people are all uh obviously taking shots at Notre Dame because they want to know why does Notre Dame have a say in this well every other sports in the ACC and I agree this is all football stuff I know it trickles down and unfortunately ruins all the other sports as well but the reason why Notre Dame has a say uh in the ACC realignment is because of all the other sports the reason
5: why and I agree and the other reason is because Jesus lives in South Bend.
6: That too. Uh, that is also the reason why. Uh, I will uh, save Nick Saban. You could play him tomorrow with go for the two. Uh, for you the guys two? can have some fun with Nick uh, talking about realignment. Yeah, go for the two. Uh, so, what's your thoughts yeah, on Mickelson? You
5: got to at least tell me what you think of yes, this guy. I do mean, that. honestly,
6: a billion. According to the Billy Walters book, uh, over three decades, he said he tried to bet four hundred k. On the U.S. to win the Ryder Cup in 2012, Phil was on the team. He was going to bet on himself. He denies I believe, that. I believe all of it. I believe everything. And people say, oh, what are you doing betting a billion dollars? When you make $60 million a year, you can afford to bet that much if you so choose. It's his money, right? It was his money. So,
5: you know. Well, first of goes? all, if he bet a, a billion, I don't believe the numbers work for me that he lost $100 billion. A billion
6: might be a lot.
5: Uh, I, you know, I bet million. if he bet a billion, <laughs> I bet he lost at least half of it. Good luck going over that 51-52.
6: Can we get the sheet out? Can we check check the balance sheet? Uh, but get, can Billy break guy, all that stuff out for us?
5: Let's face facts. <laughs> this guy is trying to sell a book. Uh, and oh, he, of course. Nice timing. Uh, nice timing. This is all about him selling books, and I don't think anybody really gets that about really well
0: The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live
7: with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house, it's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
5: All right, for finish time. Jay Monahan cites anxiety over the PGA and Live deal as a reason for his medical leave. It sounded like he was going to have like a heart attack or something. All the stress getting to him. Tottenham and Bayern Munich agree on a $100 million deal for Harry Kane. The player, Kane, still needs to make a decision. He is the one calling the shots on that. Josh Hart finalizing a four-year $81 million extension with the Knicks. I thought we did this before when it was like $75 million. Apparently, it didn't happen. Paige Becker says she's ready to go all clear at UConn to resume basketball activities. An antitrust suit against the UFC officially granted class certification. A bunch of fighters are going to sue Endeavor and Dana White. 49er CEO Jed York accused of insider trading and securities violations in lawsuits. Former NFL cornerback Bashad Breeland faces stolen car, gun charges, and drugs after his arrest in Charlotte. They found a bunch of AK-47s in the trunk and a ton of mushrooms, a ton of weed. My man is just in all kinds of hot water. Wildfires in Hawaii leave at least 36 dead in Maui. And my beloved Lahaina is gone. Lahaina, the great town in Maui. I got friends that live there. I've been there a million times. One of the greatest places on earth. Gone. Burned to the ground. Forever. 242,000 table game jackpot hit at Caesars in Vegas. A royal flush in poker. Transgender woman orders her ex to return her onions. It's just unbelievable. Florida drug dealer suspected of meth trafficking arrested for the 25th time. I think I've talked about this before. Unbelievable. An eight-year-old girl in Chicago shot by a man upset with kids making noise. You kids get out of my yard. GTD is next. Go to PharrellOnABench.com for all my action. I'll see you tomorrow on Coast to Coast to 3 with your boy. Go